0: Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Conversations with Harish. Today, we have the dynamic duo, the real estate investors, Roz and Sean Woodland. They both are church ministry leaders. They are public speakers and award-winning real estate investors. And now they have also stepped into coaching and now they are certified real estate investment coaches they are the co-founders of woodland reality investments their joy is to do good and build wealth for investors so here i would like to present and welcome on the show sean and roz woodland welcome guys
1: Wow, thank you. Good
0: afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you
2: for having us. We're very grateful to be here. Okay. So
0: we'll we'll start with we want to know that how you came into real estate as investors, how long have you been investing? What were you doing before? You are in Prescott, Ontario, right? So how, how has the journey been from A nine to five to a part-time real estate investor and now to a full-time hands-on real estate investor. So talk to us about your journey.
1: How much time do we have? (laughs) We have a lot
0: of time. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, we need to be concentrated on the time yes. But yeah, we can we can do some time, yes. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Sean. You want to start or would you like me to start? I think you
2: are the expert on I'm this.
1: Expert on the journey. All right. So uh, we started off. Sean and I met in, in 2014, which is actually where the real estate journey kind of started before we got married. Because we were not on the same page about finance or real estate or anything at all, mm-hmm. and uh, our pastor told us that we needed special financial help because we were so uh, had such opposing uh, views on finance and money, and he said yes. that if we didn't get special help, that uh, he wouldn't marry us because we would end up divorced. So we went to get some special financial help. Uh, mm-hmm. in The form of a two-hour in-person seminar was before COVID, of course, and where we um, met uh, the person who's now our realtor and author of a financial book, and that started the journey. Sean wanted to be an investor. I wanted to be a renter for the rest of my life. I didn't even want to own my own home. So it was- yeah, yeah. So that's that's
2: completely
0: the opposite like
1: <laughs> from real date,
0: to providing rentals.
1: <laughs> it, very much so, very much so. So it was through a lot of influencing on Sean's part and uh, that I it was I
2: hard work, to, hard, so I'm not going to lie to get <laughs> her on board hard
1: work. to uh, <laughs> yeah, to start uh, working on what the hard issues were for me around money and wealth and and real estate and mm-hmm. uh, to be able to change my mindset start learning reading books and getting an education uh you know getting a coach ourselves and uh, saying that this is actually possible and then of course leading up to sean and i each being able to or both being able to retire last year in 2022 and i had a very substantial position um, at carlton university in the research office that i'd held for 20 years so it, it was a huge 180 degree shift for me to turn completely around from not wanting to have anything to do with it with being completely excited about it and uh, excited about coaching people and, and letting people know that it's possible for everyone to have success as i
2: absolutely favorite, so. absolutely
0: sean uh you want uh, you'd like to add on to that or
1: yeah i mean i worked for the city of
2: ottawa well when i met ross first i worked making like 15 bucks an hour driving commercial vehicle uh mm. not making great money so sort of coming in and then i eventually worked my way into working for the city of ottawa i ended up with the dream job that i thought i wanted benefits pension retirement plan yeah. all of that stuff and then when i went from from casual to to part-time to full-time then learned to the real estate um and then when i landed the full-time position i was incredibly bored i mean i really loved what i did i was serving the public driving the bookmobile at the library for the for the city of ottawa i met lots of people had great relationships with with patrons or customers but still it was wasn't enough for me because i wasn't there was nowhere else left to go in the city of ottawa Uh so i ended up participating a friend of mine invited me to one of coaching program and i went to the to the weekend boot camp and i learned more that weekend not even doing the program but learned so much from that weekend that i knew that i was i was keeping myself too small small Uh, small-minded we worked through the program we graduated with honors we closed five deals in the first year we then progressed to, to purchase an 18 unit, four unit, we did a bunch of duplex conversions. And as a result of the hard work and, and dedication that we put into the, the real estate investing, here we are, we're both doing this full time now. Excellent. Activities, excellent. Like you name it, we're doing it. So
0: Yes, that, that's quite a journey. That's quite a journey. So what it shows is like anyone at any point in time, does not matter what your age is, where you are in life, you can do anything that you want. It's not just real estate; like anything, I, I would say anything, whatever you want to do and want to achieve can be done
2: with the right Absolutely. mindset.
1: Yeah. Yes, well, with the right I mindset. Add a couple of little details in there. Yes, truly for anybody. Truly for anybody. Because yes. at the beginning, Sean was minus. Oh, there's that weird thing that happens where my hand goes up. Sean was uh, net worth was negative tens of thousands of dollars when we started this. And I had declared bankruptcy twice. So when we say anybody can do this, we truly mean anybody can do this. Wow. Yes. So,
0: so so talk to us now about that. So you, you had declared bankruptcy twice. Sean was in negative net worth. And now you're completely opposite, right? Helping people build wealth. And now you own multiple assets across different asset classes, right? So, and I'm going to the very, very start, right? When you were negative and when, uh, when you just started up, what was the first thought and how did you get your first asset considering the times or that that you were really in because uh that that time is really hard nobody wants to lend at that point in time the lenders are scared and they back out especially when there are bankruptcies on file or uh, uh, because of the net worth is zero Right. So, how how did you tackle that, and how did you get your first or second investment? Like, how did you jump into this?
2: So, we were. Roz was working at Carleton University, and I was slowly paying off off my debt. We got married. We we ended up qualifying for a very entry level condo in Ottawa to start our our personal journey to to purchase our per- our personal home. Mm-hmm. And through that process, we were starting to build credit. We had a line of credit that that we had. I, I don't know what it was, 30000 or something at the time that we had. And thanks to Roz's longevity in her job and the fact that she had not owned a house in so long, she was able to do a first-time homebuyer in that regard as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, which was which was really helpful. It deferred some tax and whatnot. Oh, wow. And then, and then with the line of credit, a couple of years later, we started looking in secondary markets from Ottawa and hmm. we got our first first uh, duplex. It was vacant. We like we didn't even know really. We knew a little bit, but not a lot. But to know that we had a, a vacant duplex that we got for $114,000, um, we used our line of credit to pay for that. And we did a burr before we even knew what a burr was. So we, we renovated <laughs> it and, and then like, well, let's see what happens if we refine. And we got all of our money back. So we sort of lucked out on the first one. And that just like, oh, look at this. We now own this property with no money in it, and it's going to pay us for as long as we own it. So it was quite quite an experience. Like luckily, like a lucky experience. Well, mostly lucky. Yeah.
1: Was it certainly a fortunate experience? It was it, you know. We haven't had all of that good fortune with every single purchase that we've had since then. But it was a really great way for us to start, so that we we could ride on on the success of that and still be interested in continuing.
0: Yes, and I, I believe that to cherish success, failure is necessary, right? Absolutely. Otherwise, success does not feel like success, right? It just
2: Absolutely. feels
0: like a normal thing and you don't really appreciate until you have failed. So that yeah. that feeling, like it cannot be described in words, but that, that feeling is like different. Okay. So now I'm coming to Roz uh, this time. Roz, I know you're a member of the United, Speakers, United Way Speakers Bureau, right? And you started with Microsoft as training as Microsoft Word. And then you also were fortunate enough to meet the man himself, Mr. Bill Gates. Would you you talk a little bit about how was that and uh, how is he as a person, like we are all really interested, like anybody who gets to meet Bill Gates, they are really excited about it, right?
1: Well, I'll tell you, it was a very, very, very long time ago, and he is, yes. cer- certainly was not the man that he is today. This is going back to the '80s, and uh, he really was at the time that quintessential geek, like with the pocket protector and the pen, and the only thing that was missing was the tape on his glasses. And uh, he it was pre-IPO for Microsoft. That's how long ago it was. So. Um, oh, wow. Yes, yes. When I say original trainer, I mean original trainer, right? So we just uh, had a little uh, space in um, in Mississauga at the time yeah. that. You know, okay. we were 10 employees that opened uh, Microsoft Canada at the time. And uh, he came and met us all, took us all out for dinner. Like again, and like just in a regular restaurant at a regular table, because we weren't a huge group of people. We weren't even yes. a large enough group of people to to have a room to ourselves. That's how small it was. And I just remember I was actually sitting next to him at dinner and it just, re- he reminded me quite a lot. I mean, we're going way back here. Uh, Microsoft DOS, where everything was a yes, no. Remember binary? And that, yes, that was what he was like. He was at the time uh, hadn't uh, taken all the courses that he's had to learn how to you know become a public speaker and and he just seemed uh, really uncomfortable in in the group in just, you know he just say, oh, how was your flight? you know, good. any any turbulence? <laughs> So, no. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it was uh, certainly an exercise in learning how to ask open-ended questions so that you could get a little bit more information.
0: Wow, oh, that that must have been an experience. Well, now if you think about it, who at that point in time, like 1980s, and I believe 1981 was when Microsoft was launched. Yeah, I was born in 81.
1: Yeah, well, we were we were still doing work uh, yes. with Apple at the time. Like Microsoft and Apple were, were working together then.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: Yeah, we worked okay. on Max. We worked on Max. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully, wow.
2: these are trade secrets for us.
1: Well. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Not,
0: we'll not that trade that. secrets. <laughs> I would not say trade secrets, but yeah, like they were working together. Uh, only a few people, like Roz who were at that time in Microsoft, would know about this. Nobody else would.
1: No, nobody would remember that we were doing software for both uh, IBM and um, and Apple.
0: Yeah, that's an exciting chapter that yeah. he had with Bill Gates because you know him from the when from the time when he was not the Bill Gates that that he is today, like the billionaire Bill yeah. Gates, right? No, you know him. You know him at that from that time. That is. Yeah, really- he
1: might have had as much money as we do now, right? <laughs> Just,
0: you know. Yeah, or maybe less. Maybe less.
1: Or maybe yeah. less. Who knows? Right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. So now uh, what kind of, uh, I would like to jump on uh, to the asset classes. Like what kind of asset classes do you focus on? What's your niche or where are you moving towards? Like which niche are you moving towards? So like if you're in multifamily, you're doing flips and now you're going to burrs or or what what are you uh, trying to do now? And where are you going towards? Like where are you headed?
2: So we we mainly focus. We, we've had to pivot away from the duplexes, like buying purpose-built duplexes. We, yes, they're just a little more work than than buying a multifamily itself. So we're we're trying to get over to the multifamily space. We're already mm-hmm. there, but we're 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 looking for for many more larger numbers, five units or more, because they're okay. easier to manage. You can you control the environment, what the value is worth by rental and in, and in, in income from the property, which is much better. We also do for for side projects and for smaller people that want to invest with us we do duplex conversions we'll buy bungalows turn them into the duplexes and oh, it's it, it's a great way to the for smaller investors to get in that don't want to be in with a bunch of people yes uh, in a syndication or or a larger building that way there they get the benefit of of the cash flow splitting the cash flow all of that stuff so
0: Yes, excellent. And especially in today's time, when like interest rates are just going up, 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 there is like, you definitely need a second income. And if you have a house which can produce a second income, that's really awesome, right? That just, that just provides a helping hand because yeah. the expenses, like people are feeling the real pain right now.
1: Yeah, we uh, are also developing an 18-unit building on the property of our existing 18-unit building, so we're trying wow. to, yeah, we're trying to, uh, uh, usually we just try to maximize everything that we have. And then we came up with the idea, well, maybe we can do this. And it's now in the planning stage there.
0: Okay. So now my were...
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: okay. Uh, so yeah. you're demolishing your existing one and then building, or
1: it's no. in the same lot. Building another one on the lot. In the
0: same lot. Oh, wow! Lot. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Uh, initially, like the lots were big and huge, right? nowadays like lots are getting shrink yeah. but yeah. earlier they were like the lots were really big the, the people who bought at that time like large lots like yourself now there now there is a big opportunity to encash on them and build on them i know someone in downtown toronto um what they did was they had a house on a very deep big lot yeah what they did was they they severed the lot uh into two and then on each uh, lot, they built four units. And then the four units, so that converted into eight. And then on the back side, they built two laneway suites.
1: Nice. Wow. Oh, wow. And yeah. so
0: they converted one house with one lot into 10 units. mean, yeah, that's
1: exactly. That's incredible. Yes,
0: yes, and this this happened especially after uh, that bill came in that there is no uh, committee of adjustments requirement for like four units, up to four units. That's what they did, so they severed and four units, so no committee of adjustments, and on this one also four units, no committee of adjustments, and then again, the laneway suites, right? Yeah, nice. Again, nobody is required. So now they're essentially they own 10. Yeah, perfect. They own it in a way that no Committee of Adjustments was required.
1: Fantastic. Which is,
0: yes. I mean, uh, incredible. That 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 uh, law that came out, the bill that came out, that, that is really helpful for bigger lots, especially in older areas where people have big, huge lot houses, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we had the opportunity in um, uh, May when we were at the Multifamily Conference in Toronto to drive through High Park where I used to live a lot, well, when... In the '80s, when I met Bill Gates, and the, the house that I lived in in Hyde Park is gone, and there's a huge multi on top of that uh, corner lot. So, oh, wow. it's like There it is. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. So, uh, probably if you would not have sold it, <laughs> you
1: would have... probably it's in between then and now. I would, imagine, I would imagine there's been a few turnovers. Yes.
0: Yes so i uh okay now i wanted to get into the mindset people do talk about bigger deals getting into real estate investment how important solid is the mindset that is required uh to actually gain that momentum and Push yourself to actually do the things because people get scared when they think of five and above or 10 and above. So they get restricted by their own mindset. Any thoughts uh, about that mindset thing?
1: That mindset thing is the most important thing (laughs) that there is that's going to bring you to to the next level and to the next level and to the next level and to the next level. It's yes. all mindset.
0: Okay, Sean, anything that you'd like to add?
2: Well, I can share. When I first started, well, when Roz and I first started, we had an opportunity in Smith Falls to buy a, a triplex for 99000 bucks. It was our first deal. We went out and saw it was winter time, and my mindset was very poor because I didn't have the experience or knowledge, and I didn't understand renovations. And I went in. We couldn't get into the bottom unit, and we were told that it was in bad shape. So we end up where we go walk the other two units. We go to the Tim Hortons back when it was pen and paper to sign with our realtor and I backed out and what a disappointment that was. Cause now I'm looking back at that property and it's been up for sale for almost 600 grand. And that was only 2017. Whoa. So, <laughs> so yeah, so mindset can really stop you. And even our first one that we did close on for the duplex, I almost walked away from that one too, based on fear. And it's really important to to overcome those fears face those fears walk into them stand up be just follow through if you if you don't have somebody that you can talk to join masterminds talk with people who are like minded or or that are doing what you aspire to do and they can help shift and pivot your mindset in the way you think and and yeah. give you give you courage yeah.
0: absolutely uh any tips or uh, any inputs that about like Coaching, mentoring, getting, having coaches, having mentors. Uh, I know you have mentors for finance, real estate, investing, marriage and health and all. Uh, So you have like quite a few kind of coaches. So what what has been the importance of coaching for you, coaching and mentoring for you? I know now you are also coaches, right? But I I believe good coaches also have coaches, right?
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: So so how from a coaching and mentoring perspective uh, on its importance do you like to would you like to add anything on to that
2: So in real estate if yes. we hadn't gone and got coaching and and joined a program we wouldn't be where we are today because when when we get coaching or mentorship from somebody who's doing exactly what it is we want to do absolutely they're they're, they're shortening the distance because if we're yes. trying to figure it out ourselves we're going to be all over the place absolutely Whereas when like we had one deal in 2017 and then we started in 2020 and closed five, we couldn't yeah. have done that on our own. Like we just yes. couldn't have. So having somebody that's been there, done that, that's going to hold your hand, walk you through the process. And then when you have the mindset issues, yes. fear and whatnot that comes up, they're going to help you work through that fear and give you that boost of confidence
0: and now since you are coaches right coming to your coaching as a profession right where you coach people what is the biggest and i would say fear that you see in people or your mentees uh, who you coach and any tips on how to overcome that right so what, what is the biggest fear that you see in your mentees when you coach
1: them it's in for my students, it's it's the resistance. It's the resistance to try new things to do the things that they haven't done before, and I think yeah. it's for the seasoned investors we know that we're probably going to do for every ten walkthroughs we might put in maybe three offers you know we we might get one or two under contract, and nice. we might we <laughs> might close on one of those deals, maybe yes. right Those are seasoned investors know these things but there's you know because they haven't done it yet it, it there it's so uncomfortable and it's just like just do it anyway right yes. just do it anyway <laughs> and yes. uh, because we're trying to get you comfortable with what's uncomfortable and then you know it comes back to nature you know there's no professional athletes um that got to where they are without coaches multiple coaches uh through the years as they get better and better and better and they're going to move from you know uh, high school wall to a university ball to the minor leagues, to the major leagues, you know, like the, to get to the major leagues, to get to be a, an actual player, you, you yes. got to have a coach and just get better.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I believe that Sean, uh, your thoughts.
1: Um, I think, so, I, I guess
2: fear is the biggest thing for people fear. Um, and sometimes fear stops people from actually following through on, on like tasks that you, you give to them, yes. to do, like walkthroughs underwriting properties. Maybe it's fear of of actually closing, fear of success, or it's fear of failure. And, and one of the big ones that people have is working with investors because they don't want to lose their money. They don't want something to happen. That's Because okay. people generally have a big heart and want to make sure that they're going to protect everybody and that confidence that they require. Confidence seems to be my word today, but... <laughs> Um, to get the confidence to trust and, and believe in themselves that they can do what they're doing. So so there's multiple multiple things to do with fear, I think.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so coming to a newbie, like a very, very new investor who is just starting up uh, or he, uh, he or she just has dreams that, okay, we want to do this. We want to get into real estate investing. And it's just like in the back of their mind. Yes, yes, yes. What would be your advice to them or if you were to start all over again, what would you do different or what would be your advice to that new investor from your experience, whatever you have seen in the past 10 years, eight years of investing?
2: Invest in yourself. Hire a coach, hire a mentor, invest in your education. And with that education, you're going to move forward.
0: Yes. Uh, Raz, anything that you'd like to add here?
1: I would say um, believe that everything is possible.
0: Yes. No, that is that is completely true. That is completely true. If you don't believe it, it'll never happen. Yeah. Exactly. Even if you hire coaches, mentors, they'll be not of any use if you don't believe it. Yeah. So yeah, if you have that constant mo- notion in your mind that, you know, oh, it will not happen. It'll not happen. Nobody can do anything about it, right? Yeah, Nobody that's it. That's
1: it. Any- a- as I said, because we come from a place of minus tens of thousands and two bankruptcies, you know, we yes. are the living proof that anything is possible. Like we are the living proof that anything is possible.
0: Yes. And many, many others have proven the same fact and they have m- come from much adverse conditions and they have made it to the top. So exactly. uh, uh, belief is, I think uh, I would also, my go-to would be also belief that yes, if it can be done, if somebody has done it, we can too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Great. Okay. So from um, uh, nowadays, I'm coming to the market now, uh, especially in the Ottawa area, because you're very active in that area, Ottawa and surrounding areas, right? So which market do you see flourishing in the next five years or two to five years in that area in the Ottawa and surrounding areas. And I'm sure you are also investing in those areas. Why do you see that market flourishing or any new things that are being built there that the government is supporting in those areas that people can look to those areas that if they want to invest in those areas?
2: Um, So you're asking for trade secrets here now. (laughs) <laughs> no. no i'm just, just, just kind of, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we invest outside of ottawa ottawa we're not finding i mean deals are there are deals if you make the deals in ottawa essentially we're within an hour radius of ottawa we invest where we live in prescott we invest Along the four hundred one corridor around us, we're finding that the growth here, because Ottawa is becoming so expensive for housing to purchase and to rent, that yes. people are starting to travel now. So within that hour radius, people are driving to and from Ottawa to get to, to and from work. So we're mm. able to provide here where we are. We we create new housing we also buy existing housing and improve the properties so the people that are coming are renting from us as well now there's also a lot of development between Brockville and cornwall there's people coming in they're building subdivisions they're building apartment complexes we know somebody that's going to be building 200 units very soon in the areas and we we know with all of this development property prices are about to skyrocket i mean that's a personal belief it's not a market so
0: no the way this is the way you are seeing things and because you're in the area you know about an hours uh here and there about ottawa like surrounding areas they are expanding because ottawa is there is a sprawl happening and yeah. here in toronto as well right there's a sprawl happening because Things are getting expensive. Rents are going high, so people are sprawling to uh, the outskirts, which is which is really good. I know Carlton Place is a good place nowadays uh, to invest in near the Ottawa
2: area. Yeah, it's catching up with Ottawa. It's it's, it's getting more expensive as well, quickly. So
0: yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Lastly, I would like to ask for the investors who invest with you, right, or who would like to invest with you. They can contact you. Where?
1: Tell them Rose. <laughs> well, we Sean's <laughs> Calendly Lake, I believe, is uh, on our website at www.woodlandrealtyinvestments.com. Okay. And we have a Facebook page. And John yes. and I each have our own individual uh Facebook pages, but Woodland Realty Investments is also on Facebook. Oh yeah. no, so well, we,
0: definitely we'd be we'd be posting uh those with the when we release the episode. So all okay. the socials and uh everything would be included in there. But for the viewers, I'd just like to talk that it's woodlandrealityinvestments.com. And you just go there and contact us and you'll be able to schedule a call with them and know more about them and their projects. And hopefully uh, you can go ahead and partner up. Uh, One question, I lastly, I want to ask the 18 unit that you're going through. The approval process. When is that expected to be complete, uh, and when the build will start? And are you still looking for people uh, if they want to invest in there?
2: We're we're just in site plan approval right now. They're going back and forth with our planner. Uh, yes. he's got They they've sorted out the parking issues and and whatnot that they have the the issues with, and I think they're going to be going back shortly. So we're hoping to put the shovel in the ground by the winter. I mean maybe that's a big aspiration, but we're hoping. And I, I would winter. say twenty
1: twenty four.
2: I'm an optimist. I would
1: say twenty twenty four.
2: Mindset. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: No. But anyways, early twenty twenty four is yeah. where you'll be uh, looking to put the shovels in the ground, right?
2: We're we're hoping and praying for that. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. And
2: we we, we uh, have a shortage of of housing out here, so that's going to help uh, absolutely help the town solve that issue. So
0: no, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So people, if you want to, would like to know more about that deal and would like to talk to Sean or Roz, again, head to woodlandrealtyinvestments.com and go to the contact us section. There is the link. We'll be posting all the socials on the social media when we release this episode. I would like to thank Sean and Roz for their time today. Really appreciate you guys of coming over and spending an afternoon uh, time with us. And we we really appreciate giving those insights about the Ottawa area as well. And uh, your journey, especially because coming from zero, in fact, negative <laughs> bankruptcies to a successful real estate investor, holding multiple assets across different asset classes, which is really, really great.
2: And thank you very much for having us. It's been an honor to be here and chatting with you today.
0: Absolutely. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much
2: we wow. right